Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok or the new Clubhouse, you can find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch with me is 918-800-1188. And we are here for the Community Pub and very excited on the eve of the uh, national launch of a big uh, agenda for Flex Tools. Chris Metcalf has hopped on with us. Best way to get in touch with Chris is to reach out to him on Facebook at Chris Metcalf. And uh, best way to reach to him. And always great to response. No doubt in groups, as I put out that uh, Chris will be on, we had multiple people commenting about how great of a person you are, Chris. You always take care of people. Your, uh, your name in the industry is very well known and very supported uh, as far as what you do. The, uh, the times I've interacted, no doubt, uh, when customers have had an issue with their tool, especially when there was, we don't want to go into too much of the debacle of what happened with, uh, you know, some screws and some different things from, you know, years ago when the, uh, the new tool was coming out. But, you know, as, as a lot of tools have problems, there's no doubt that uh, you are known around the industry as somebody that takes care of their customers. Uh, you took care of us, you took care of our customers, and you're known for that. Uh, thank you for taking the time to come on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. You know, uh, Marty, when you asked me to come on here, I was just excited to, to be a part of it because, you know, you, you put a lot of these together and I see all the exciting people you have on here, you know, and uh, it's just nice to be here. But uh, I was telling the group uh, before we went live that I'm sitting here at our corporate office in Chicago and, uh, you know, I'm sitting in what's called the user experience room. And it's basically all of our house brands uh, that we manufacture um, and it has basically a full wall of all of our different stuff behind us. I'll, I'll see if I can turn the camera so everybody can see. Pretty cool. Take you guys on a little bit of a journey. So um, this is a huge room. It just has all of our power tools. Yeah, so walk us through real quick all the different brands that are under the Flex umbrella. So it's not really the Flex umbrella. So okay. just so, you know, just so you kind of understand, you know, you asked me to to explain a little bit, and I think this is the this is the place to kind of talk about it and answer your guys' questions and stuff. So Flex is a hundred year old manufacturing company. We started manufacturing power tools in 1922, uh, so we're coming up on our hundredth birthday. Uh, it's crazy, uh, but we still manufacture uh, power tools in our original factory, which is nuts. Um, when you go over there, it's just crazy to see. You can actually see, you know, the decades of the, the factory being built and things like that. And, and uh, it's near Stuttgart. It's in Steinheim, Germany. Uh, but about seven years ago, we were purchased uh, by a private company called Shervon. Uh, Shervon is one of the... Uh, one of the top power tool manufacturers in the world. And they basically, they basically purchased Flex as a, as a brand. They purchased our entire company worldwide um, and you know, brought us into what they call their house brands. Uh, we manufacture, Shovan manufactures a lot of brands that you probably have in your garage. 
I'm not allowed to talk about them on here, but uh, we manufacture a lot of different colors out of our factory. Uh, we're one of the world's largest lithium battery manufacturers. Um, you know, and what we call our house brands, uh, Skillsaw, you know, we purchased the brand of Skillsaw from Bosch. So, you know, you, you talk about professional cutting, uh, all of the different skill saws. I guarantee you guys have something skill in your garage or your dad had something skill in their garage. Yeah. So, um, the skill power tool brand. Um, this brand, when we purchased it from Bosch, we completely redesigned it. Um, skill used to be on uh, the lower end of, of, of power tools and we completely redesigned it. And basically the skill product today is what we call medium level power tool. It's something that a homeowner can buy that has a professional series product. Um, and then obviously the Flex brand we purchased, uh, you know, Shervon purchased the Flex brand, um, you know, products. And this has been a growing brand and really what we're announcing on that April 12th date, um, you know, I'd recommend everybody here, you know, I can't show you the video, but if you go to, um, if you go to flexpowertools.com, you'll see the announcement. Um, we are launching an exclusive brand at the Lowe's and uh, it's, it's exciting news. It's gonna be, uh, it's just the next chapter, I guess you could say for Flex as a brand. It's a 24 volt platform system. If you do a YouTube search for Flex Power Tools, you'll see all of the bloggers out there that are already talking about the product uh, and things like that. And then our last brand over here is uh, the Ego the Ego line. So this used to be exclusive at, at Home Depot. Um, they, they recently changed their offering at Home Depot and this is now available at Lowe's um, as well as other retailers out in the market. But this is the leader in outdoor battery powered products and all of our other products spin off of this technology. Ben's on the call. I don't. I don't know if you want to speak up, but you have you have my personal power station with your uh, in your RV, uh, and you're using that. You're you're testing some things with some solar panels uh, and stuff like that to go green in the detail market. Um, it's gotten us out of a, a couple dark days when our batteries <laughs> just didn't cut it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, those are things. Even even someone like Rennie and and Mike Phillips, you know, those guys are testing that power station to see. Uh, you know, how long it lasts when you're running a, running a 3401 or something that's going to draw a lot of power. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, you know, with this new power tool launch, the, the Flex Power Tool uh, 24 volt platform, um, you know, we have a, a very large rollout. Our company has been working hard on the last, actually for the last two years on this rollout. Um, I would tell you within the next few years, you're going to see a hundred plus tools um, in that offering. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and all you have to do is log on, by the way, log on to that flexpowertools.com, uh, register. You can win a free truck. We're giving a free F-150 away. And the F-150 comes with every flex power tool that we, that we offer. So it's kind of a cool giveaway. And uh, it's April 12th at 8 p.m. It's going to be the announcement. And then that's, I think, where they're giving away the truck after you re register, but all you have to do is put your email in. It's pretty easy. So, cool. Chris, thanks so much. Uh, I think you said, yeah, I think you said you grabbed a, a beer. What, uh, what beer are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a little Great Lakes Brewing. I love the amber, the amber beers. So uh, that's my go-to. 
All right. What is it about Amber? What, what is it that you like? I just like I just like the taste, you know, the after the, the smooth aftertaste. I I'm not yeah. a nice guy I'm making a lot of the hoppy beers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I get it. Uh I am drinking tonight uh odd 13 brewing, codename Superfan. Uh sent it over to Pretty me. Cool beer. Uh, odd 13, yeah. <laughs> they sent over a couple beers. I've been trying them. They're out of Lafayette, Colorado. Um, the hops are Citra and Simcoe and I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Ukanot? I don't know. But it's a it's your atypical hazy uh, IPA, Citra IPA. Really enjoy it. Big fan. What's everybody else drinking tonight? Paul, what are you drinking? Bud Light. I keep it real, man. Oh, I drink man. eight when you drink 18 in a night, you got to keep it straight, man. <laughs> Sounds <I'm>... good. Shawshanked. <laughs> What's happening? I'm actually man? drinking uh OJ on parole. It's uh, made by Lock City. Uh, my neighbor, actually, his son owns this brewery. So he brings me some beers once in a while. It's an Indian pale ale. What do you typically drink? Is that, uh, what do you like? I love stouts. Um, actually, this is this is what I'm finishing off. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm always drinking Guinness. I just oh, yeah. love it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you get into the craft stouts, do you drink craft stouts compared to Guinness? What's your thoughts? Um, I, to be honest, I don't have a huge, I, I don't favor one kind of beer over the other. I just kind of drink what tastes good. So some kind of, some, there's even some sour beers, which I typically don't like that this Lock City makes that I actually really like. So, yeah. Uh, ben, are you, uh, you want to fill us in on where you're at on your little journey? We're in uh, Panama City, Florida, picking up our uh well my old detail rig the leaf and head back to austin next week uh, so, you cut out headed back to headed back to austin we uh we picked up my uh my detail vehicle that we stored in panama city so right by fort walton beach almost almost pensacola all right what are you what are you sipping on tonight well, I got my days wrong, and I found an awesome local IPA yesterday, but that's all gone. And tonight we are drinking two eleven. You reserve. Hey, ben. Right. Yes, ben. Pinky definitely up. Pinky is definitely up. Detail. Uh, Mr. Rassman. Mr. Rassman. Great to see you, man. Are you uh, partaking of cold beverages with us? Well, I just checked into the uh, Marriott here in Indianapolis, and uh, I'm actually drinking uh, Marriott tap water. <laughs> <laughs> but but I like uh, my beer of choice is uh, Yingling's uh, Lager. I like the Yingling beer. So yeah, yeah, yeah Yingling is good. Do you get it at home? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it in Ohio. Okay, yeah, we can't. It it's st- for us. It stops at Arkansas. It doesn't come oh. past Arkansas. Yeah. If we wow. want to get Yingling, we got to go to Arkansas. It's really yeah. weird. That's good beer. It really is. It is. Yeah. Every time we come over to Mobile Tech Orlando or anywhere over on the East Coast, we always have to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Definitely. It's... Julian, what about you? Hey. So I'm drinking Squanchy Party. Um, it's an Imperial Sour Ale uh, made by Fieldwork. I just picked it up at Whole Foods the other day, and uh, it's got like, this fruity taste to it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what kind of fruity taste? Like, Well, it has raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, mulberries, lactose, and vanilla. 
That's definitely got some fruitiness to it, no doubt. Yeah. So it's uh, quite different from all the other ones out there for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Did you have a good week? Yes, very good week. Oh. Good, good. Dustin, I saw you tipping one back. What do you got? Yeah, man, I'm drinking a, it's a Flying Fish Brewing Company. I don't know if you can see it there. And it is their tropical wheat. I just picked this one up tonight. Uh, it was pretty good. Good. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, passion fruit and guava. Uh, really citrusy, man, but I, I do like it. <laughs> oh, I think we lost you. Did we lose you? Uh, you there? I can hear him. <laughs> Is it just me? Am I the only one that can't hear him? You're yeah, not bleeping. Yeah, he's gone. My bad, man. My bad. Uh, all right, Derek, I see you there. You hopped on. What are you drinking? Uh, I have a, uh, it's from Industrial Arts Brewing Company. It's called uh, Tools of the Trade. And it is a extra pale ale. Cool. I see Detail Bookie hopped on. Good to see you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. 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 I'll keep it simple, man. Michelob Ultra. Oh, faithful. Uh, don't fix it if it isn't broke kind of thing. So, uh, uh, and by the way, my name is Dustin. I know it's an out detail bookie. I guess they were logged in on my account, but I'm Dustin too, by the way. So those of you that don't know me, uh, happy to be joining you guys. Happy to be having a beer. So, uh, sounds good. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Hey, Jackie, yeah, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Oh, doing well. Thanks for hopping on. Are you drinking well, tonight? Uh, I am hydrating. I just got done. So no, no beer for me. No beer for you. No <laughs> beer for gotta you. Hydrate. I get it. I get it. All right, Chris. Uh, oh, hey, Brandon. Uh, I think Brandon grabbed a beer. What did you grab those? Uh, I did. I, it, I got them. or something. Captain Dynamite. Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. Derek, have you tried those yet? The Voodoo Ranger Captain Dynamites? No. Uh, I've had regular Voodoo Ranger, but not the Captain Dynamite. But I, after seeing the can, I think I want to try it. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it's I think cool. it's something new. It says it's on the rotating IPAs or something. Pretty good, though. Yeah. Uh, a little boozy, I thought. It's a little, little hard on the booze. Uh, but overall, pretty good. All right, Chris. Uh, I want to I want to dive into who you are real quick. I mean, where where'd you grow up? What got you into the industry? Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, so you know, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I grew up in a town, uh, Dublin, Ohio. It's actually where the Memorial Golf Tournament is. Uh, that Jack Nicklaus hosts. Um, and uh, you know, now I live on the north side of Columbus. But um, you know, I kind of got. I mean, honestly, how I got in the detail market. Um, you know, Bob Eichelberg hired me 13 years ago at Flex North America. And um, when we first got started, you know, he and I were going to SEMA and we had a small, a small booth, you know, and it just grew from there. Um, we, we started selling the, the XC3401 at SEMA. Uh, you know, he was there, you know, a few shows before me. Um, and we sold a polisher that no one had any idea what it was. And, uh, we took everybody from rotary polishers to, you know, the gear driven unit and uh, really the, the industry 
I would have to say um, this detail market and what we have here in the U.S. and in, in other parts of the world, you know, kind of started there, to be honest with you, because Porter Cable, that's a wood sander. You know, Porter Cable's sander that evolved to the automotive industry was a wood sander. Um, you know, the 3401 was specifically designed for car polishing. Uh, that's what the Germans designed it for. That's what it's made for. Um, you know, and then and then our, our good friends at Rupes came along uh, from Italy and they, they introduced at SEMA. And to be honest with you, you know, them coming to market, I would say just grew our industry. It grew the demand for having a, a, a good quality polisher. You know, you're not just looking at buying something off the, the shelf at, at a home center store and making it work for the detail market. Um, we, we, I would say, um, have done well with introducing new products and, and bringing them to market. But anyways, I, you know, uh, I technically now work for Shervon. I've worked for them for a year. Uh, we, we more or less our, our Flex North America office and now we work for you know, the big parent umbrella. So do I sound okay? Well, some every once in a while, I'm getting. Uh, I was going to mute a couple of people. I wasn't sure if there was feedback from them, or every once in a while, when I hear you talk, something happens. So I wasn't sure. I heard a little hiccup every once in a while on my side yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, this room that I'm in is kind of large, but uh, hopefully everybody can hear me. Um, you know, is it, you know, I mean, that's that's basically my story. I maybe just come up a little closer. Let me move a little closer. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. Right. Um, there you go. Does that sound better? Yeah, it does. All right. So, you know, the, the bottom line, I enjoy the, the automotive industry. I, I sell a lot to a lot of different markets. You know, we have the drywall sander over my shoulder right here. Um, tomorrow, I have a big meeting with a, a company that, you know, 90, 90 stores in the U.S. that sell drywall sanders. Um, so yeah. I don't, you know, I don't just deal with the automotive products. We, I deal with a lot of our other products and stuff. Uh, but the automotive industry is definitely the industry that I love the most, to be honest with you. Cool. Let's dive into the 3401 because, you know, you, you're right. It was a big changer uh, for the market. There, there's no doubt. It was a big changer for me the way I did too. And, I, you know, I like I took that picture earlier. It's still in my, I don't know how long I've had that tool. Never had it serviced, never had it worked on. And, and it's, I, I've had it, geez, I don't know, nine years, maybe something like that, eight years. Uh, I went also, I, I always went hybrid between um, the, the rotary and uh, let's see when Cyclo came about, right? So I went, I went uh, uh, Porter Cable hybrid at the same time using uh the rotary to win cyclo when i got in, in touch with the cyclo it just was so much easier to give to a new person and just here watch you can't do any harm just go right yeah. uh but it was slow the process was really slow you it, you took hours to go around one time to really get a full good deep correction on it uh so when i first used the the flex 3401 i mainly fell in love with to me it was a hybrid between you're going too soft with something like a Porter cable. And then, you know, you mentioned some other brands, but my struggle with some of the other brands that have the dual actions was the just motor was not strong enough and it would bog down. Right. You know, and those were for, you know, early tools for them, which is fine. I get it. But when I compared it then back to a 3401 where 
I would say I'm probably more, if we want to define detailing, a lot of people don't like the word production. Uh, when we were on Jimbo's podcast in 2016 SEMA, I think it was, 2017 SEMA, I'm not, not sure. We kind of try to define like, call it like a high-end production, right? You, you still got to do great work, but if, if you can get around that car in an hour versus two hours by using, you know, a tool that can dig in a little faster and won't bog down and you can, you know, kind of get through uh, it just made sense for me. And so that's what we used it for quite a while. And like I said, we, we still have it. I, I'm a big fan. When, when you started that early process of trying to convert over detailers, what was some of the big, you know, you know, what was the big question there? I know it had to do with rotary. And then I want to go into some questions about what you deal with today so that some detailers can get some, you know, full live information about, you know, how you compare to others. So let's dive into the first part. You know, what, what defined you, like you said, when you first started rolling with this against a rotary, uh, what defined Flex 3401 versus a rotary? I mean, honestly, the, the first thing people notice is that the tool turns backwards. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's subjective. What, what is the correct way, clockwise or counterclockwise? You know, but that, that tool does turn backwards. But, you know, I, I, I use that as a... As a um, you know, you're able to edge with it. You're able to like pull that, that use that pull to your advantage, you know, and when you get good with the 3401, you're able to really heat up that surface and, and move the clear if, if, if that's what you want to do um, and level out that paint. Um, you know, it's an aggressive unit. It can be just as aggressive as the, the rotary polisher, uh, but it's crazy. I mean, there are literally people just a little bit ago, I had a conversation with someone, they had no clue what the 3401 was. You know, and, and, and they're new kind of, I guess they're coming from the body shop. Uh, so they're starting to see what the detail guys are doing. And I mean, it's the bottom line, it's a money maker. You know, it's a, uh, it's a game changer. I mean, I, no one likes that term or whatever, but for a lot of people like you, Marty, you know, it changed, you know, the way you detailed. I mean, let's be honest, everybody on this call is here to make money. You're we're all here to to make money. If, if you want to finesse the car for three and four days, uh, you know, go to it, you know, do your, your, your videos and, and, you know, be on all, all these podcasts and all that. But the bottom line, if, if you want to make money, you got to turn cars and, you know, you may charge that customer, um, you know, for three hours of work, but with a 3401, you're able to knock it out in a, in a good hour, two hours. Um, you know, some of the, the, um, the auto auction by my house in Ohio, uh, they're, they have 30 of those 3401s running two and sometimes three shifts. Yeah. Uh, and literally they don't stop. Like I go there and I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, this is nuts. Like you got to give the tool a break, but they're like, oh no, our, our maintenance guy knows how to tear that tool apart. And he replaces the carbon brushes for us. And I mean, they have had the same 3401s at this auto auction running three shifts. I, I think they've had them for like five or six years. All they've done is done basic maintenance on them. I mean, that's crazy. It uh, really is. It really is crazy. Uh, but I mean, in the auctions, I know that's a different style of detailing than a lot of people want to really, you know, dive into. Definitely not guys on this call. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. I mean, we, we're a big fan of Rob Schrufer, who, you know, he's up there doing auction work all the time. There's, there's really good money for running a business, cleaning cars at an auction. Um, but let's say, you know, in, in real life at a detail shop or in a mobile detail setting, when 
when I'm going to compare a 3401 versus another tool, why should I use a 3401? I'm going to go with if I've got some deeper scratches or if I got a lot of, you know, those car wash type, you know, you can see those long straight scratches that go up the hood where maybe that top brush came over. Um, if I got a lot of those, I, you're right. I could finesse it where as I could or else just put a, a coarse pad on the 3401 and just dig through. And I can really kind of almost in a sense, I don't want to use the word grind, right? That it doesn't make sense, but almost in a sense, grind and mesh that clear a little bit faster uh, and then come back and use, you know, maybe a, a free spinning as the polish. But I have definitely found for me in real life, if I'm wanting to cut, I'll cut faster with a 3401 than a free spinning. And then I come back with a, a free spinning for the polish. What is it that you teach for detailers and, you know, of, of using and picking out the 3401 and when to use it? I mean, the bottom line, whenever I meet someone that's, you know, new to Flex uh, and really hasn't tried the Flex product, um, I, I tell them to go to our gear-driven unit to start with. I mean, that's the unit you start with. Uh, it's going to be your most aggressive and, I believe, safest unit to use, uh, as well as the same unit you're able, like you said, you're able to finish out with that unit just by changing the pad and, and, and product that you're working with. Um, but the, the, the real advantage, there really isn't any, I, I don't believe, uh, a unit on the market today that compares to the 3401, uh, because it is an eight millimeter throw. The other gear driven units that are out there are, are four and five millimeter throws that I've seen, uh, which is a big difference. That's half, you know, half a difference. And, uh, you know, it's, it makes a big difference and you can't compare the eight millimeter throw that we have to a free spinning 21 that you, you may be using. It's just not the same. It's the, the, uh, the motion that it's making. You know, the, the 3401, I always tell people, no matter where you are on your car, when you're polishing with that unit, uh, you know, you, it makes the same motion everywhere on the car. Whereas, like you said, with the free spinning unit, you're able to stall it or, or slow that pad down on the surface. Uh, you know, so technically you're touching the car in different areas a different way every time. I mean, with a 3401, you know, if you, you know, you're doing the same consistent 10 to 15 pounds of pressure all the way around the car, you're getting the exact same motion all the way around the car, swirl free finish, uh, you know, and you don't have those holograms that you have. Um, even at SEMA, you know, I always have guys that are skeptical about the gear driven unit and, you know, I'll have them try it on the hood. They'll try and burn the paint you know, no product and just sit there in one spot and see how hot they can get the paint because of the way the, the, the motion that it makes. And if you have an open cell pad, you're constantly getting airflow to the surface, even though you're putting pressure on that. And you can't, I mean, unless you really try hard, you can't really burn the paint with that gear driven unit. Um, I'm sure it's been done. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, I know Bob's done a lot with the 3401 out there. You, you do a lot of trainings, Bob, and, and I know Paul as well. But have you guys, Paul, have you ever heard of anybody burning paint with a 3401, really? I mean, I mean, rotary, aftermarket, yeah. Aftermarket paint, yes. And it so, has to be, um, so essentially, what this is how I sell the tools. How it really works itself out is I will go in to try to sell the tool. 
I'll, you're always going to get a pushback because everybody's a rotary guy or a free spinning guy. And I say, um, can I talk to a receptionist? <laughs> and they'll say, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'll bet you, I'll give you this tool. If your receptionist doesn't smoke you, all I need is about 10 minutes to train her really quick. And I sell the tool every time. She always, she always smokes the guy that runs the, the rotary buffer who makes the most money. You, you can always tell the guy that runs the rotary buffer because he's the guy sitting in the corner on a bucket waiting for work. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, he's the highest paid guy in the detail shop, but he's the well, one guy that everybody doesn't mess with because a good rotary buffer guy is, is, is a good guy. I mean, he's the guy you need, but now you no longer need that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we sell rotary polishers. I have two. I'm a rotary buffer guy myself. Chris. I got like I mean, four, four rotaries over my shoulder, but I, I mean, honestly, I mean, I've done this, you know, with flex for 13 years. Uh, I don't feel safe with a rotary. Um, you know, I, I still steer, you know, steer to the, the, the gear driven unit. I mean, with, with basic knowledge, uh, a little bit of training, like you said, Paul, I mean, um, you know, you're able to, to accomplish a good finish. I mean, that's all we're trying to do is get a good finish for the customer, get paid and move on. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. No, definitely. Let's hop out and ask some guys what they use, what their thoughts. Julian, you had your hand up waving. Are you, uh, how do you go about when you approach a car and, and do you look at speed? Do you look for, what, what are you looking to accomplish? I look for a balance. Um, I don't try to go for perfection as a lot of other details are kind of marking themselves towards, especially on YouTube, Instagram and stuff like that. I try to go with what the customer wants. And usually they're trying to want to go with something like a good result. Uh, they're not really going on their knees and looking with the scan grip and looking for any deep defects or swirls or scratches on the paint. They're more so looking for that nice deep gloss. And that's what I'm trying to achieve for them. Yeah. So typically, to be honest with you, I don't really involve a rotary. Maybe it's for like, maybe for like a headlight restoration, but the majority of my jobs, it's usually a dual action polisher uh, with a big pad, foam pad usually, and then a, you know, a paint enhancement polish, a single stage polish, something like that. All right. Brandon, what about you? Brandon's mobile, so he might be a bit different, or how do you approach a car? Yeah, no, I use a, a gear, I like a gear driven uh, unit. And like, I'm not, most of the time I'm selling, you know, single stage correction. So it's not like I'm trying to make a car perfect. Get Mostly paid, a lot of one steps. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of one steps. Um, you know, if I need to, I'll pull out a, a rotary. I have the rotary, you know, I, I cut my teeth coming up on a rotary. So, but you know, most of the time, you know, most people, like I said, just wants a uh, real shiny paint, you know? So you just try to hit it with a one step. And I like, I like the gear driven cause I know it's spinning. Definitely. Jackie, what about you? How do you approach a car? Uh, so actually I just did one today. I did a black BMW M4. I used, um, I was actually working with another, uh, mobile detailer we tackled it together we did um i had the flex pixie for the small areas and he was doing what do you have he had the rupes um and i actually used the product i used i did more like a paint enhancement we used a uh, black beauty from pro products and it turned out awesome cool all right uh, is that what you use what chris is showing there 
Was that the one, Jackie? Where? The flex pick. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't have it on everyone. On there. Oh, yeah. You can turn it to gallery so you can see everybody. Yeah. Sorry, I'm never as you familiar with Zoom. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, what I was using today. Yes. Yes. Cool. I just recently got that as a Christmas gift. Uh, love it. All right. Uh, what uses do you find for it? Um, I mean, so I, I honestly, a lot of my clients just do basic stuff. I really don't get a chance to do as many polishes and things like that as I would like. Um, but I used that today on all like the smaller areas while my, um, other buddy was doing, uh, the like larger areas. Um, it's something nice, to, like kind of for a sample spot for a client. So if I'm trying to sell, uh, an upgrade, like add enhancement to their pack their detail package um you know i can just pull that out really fast battery switch it like i mean i switched back and forth today between um the two uh dual action and also i did the smaller and the larger um, backing plates as well so like it was just super fast to switch everything out and it was yeah all right chris talk us through that uh i know i think uh what didn't you have that at uh, Mobile Tech? We were next to each other at Mobile Tech Vegas 2019, I think. Yeah. And you kind of had it to where you you could just kind of barely show it to us. You know, you hadn't really released it yet. And and that was cool. But we got to hang out quite a bit because there wasn't a whole lot of people there. Uh, but that was a really fun show. Actually, that's when we first started the uh, the the pubs uh, live there at the expo. Um, that was that was fun. That was a there was a big uh, there's a big expo for us. Um, walk us through the technology of popping all that out. So, I mean, our company owns the patent, basically. Uh, a lot of people may have seen, you may have seen like a, a drill uh, in the industry where you were able to change the head of the drill, more or less. You know, you had a shaft on a drill and you could change the head of the drill. Uh, it's similar technology, but reversed. Um, so we have a patent on this. So you can literally take this and it doesn't have to be in any specific position. Uh, it self-seats itself. Um, the, the rotary only works with the one inch, uh, but you also have a three millimeter orbit and a 12 millimeter orbit. Obviously the 12 is the larger. The 12 millimeter works best with the three inch, uh, with a three inch pad. You can also put the one inch pad on that 12 millimeter. So, you know, you can just like screw it on there and pop it in out. So, Let's see, at, uh, where were we when, uh, I think it was at Detail Fest, right? Detail Fest, uh, I bought one of those small, uh, one of the little small rotaries that have the different uh, pads that you can pop in and out with different sizes. Um, what is that one? Is that rotary? Is that dual action? Is that forced rotation? The one that you have there, is that, is that different technology-wise? It's both. So you, you have the rotary shaft, so it can be rotary one inch and, uh, or it can go to three millimeter throw, which is good for sanding. So if you're denibbing or you're doing anything like that, you can use the three millimeter or the 12 millimeters is your best option for polishing. So a lot of guys are using this for headlight restoration, uh, doing around your license plates and, and your columns and stuff like that. But it's just nice because like Jackie was saying, you know, you can quickly use the rotary and then you can go straight to three inch orbital polishing all with one unit. It's battery powered. I mean, it's just portable. It's just nice. All right. How long does the battery last? Uh, so the, the, it comes with two 
of the, the uh, 2.5 amp batteries. This is on our 12 volt platform. Um, and each one of the batteries lasts a good 30 to 45 minutes of runtime. Uh, and the charger is a high speed charger. Um, so you're gonna get uh, a, a quick charge on it. You're, you're recharged, the longest I've ever seen is 48 minutes. So it's nice. And it's the same thing with all of our other cordless items as well. Typically uh, 30 to 45 minutes of runtime. Um, and your quick charge is about the same. Question? Yeah, I just had a question. I see the 12 volt battery. Do you do you sell bigger batteries for that tool or any of the tools? So, so for this tool, this tool has different amperages. So this is a 12 volt battery system. It's because it's so small. You can see it in my hand. Uh, you know, it fits nice in your hand. It's lightweight. Um, this has a four amp hour and a six amp hour in the 12 volt platform. Our other battery tools that we have behind us for, uh, for the automotive industry are 18 volt batteries. They're basically what you guys know is a, like a DeWalt battery that's a 20 volt. The 18 volt is 20 volt. Uh, if you look at DeWalt's, has a little asterisk that says 20 volt max. That means it's 18 consistent, but 20 volts when you charge it. The new, the, the new launch um, that we just launched on flexpowertools.com, which is gonna go at, at Lowe's stores uh, to start, um, that, that's a 24 volt platform. Um, I would tell you in the future, you're probably gonna see more 24 volt uh, tools coming from Flex. Uh, there will be a transition period in there from our 18 volt to our 24 volt. Um, you know, we're gonna do our best to, to accommodate everybody that has tools and and keep the platform running and new innovative tools and exciting things. But it's really comes down to the, we have, we will have three different black battery platforms. We have the 12 volt, the 18 volt and the 24 volt. I hope that answers your question. All right, yeah, so are, are, all the, are all the flex batteries interchangeable throughout all the different units? They're inside not. The, in, inside of flex family? So, the, the, the different levels. So the 12 volt battery can't go on an 18 volt tool and the 18 volt battery can't go on a 12 volt. The same goes true with the 24 volt. The 24 volt cannot go on to an 18 volt. Now I will tell you, we are looking at the option of trying to come out with something where we can step down that 24 volt battery and use it on the 18 volt uh, battery platform for everybody that already has purchased the 18 volt units. But I would tell you that you know, hopefully in the future, new innovative products that come out, we're going to come out with the, the bit, you know, the biggest and best products that we can. So we're going to follow that bigger platform. Okay. Uh, when, when you have the products there at flat at the flex products there at, uh, at Lowe's, will detailers be able to go in and grab a, a battery if they need it that will match their flex polisher that they have at their shop? Uh, at, at one day, yes, I would say yes. Um, you know, we're not going to steer away from the professional products that we do sell to people like Auto Geeks, you know, Detail King, whoever you buy from out there, detailing.com, Autoality. You know, I know everybody buys from different places, but those, those are spe what, what you guys deal with or what we deal with in the automotive industry um, in our world of power tools. Uh, it's, it's really called a specialty item. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to go out and buy a, a car polisher to, uh, to take care of their car. It's not, it's not your typical drill. Um, what I'm telling you is that, you know, Flex, we're a professional brand of products. 
we're uh, on that video, the flexpowertools.com. Uh, you see that we are literally going to go after, uh, you know, we're going to prove to the world that uh, Flex is a leader in power tool innovation. And uh, we have a lot of cool tools that will go head to head with some of the top brands you guys have in your garage and we beat them. So that's a bold statement, but that's the truth. All right. Okay. Looking forward to, I think that would be the uh, kind of that cream of the icing on the cake in a sense. If, once they're all uniformed and you can use them and just interchange them out. I know batteries for me, you know, as I got into, I, I'm now, you know, trying to have it through most of my garage in, you know, lawnmowers to blowers to all that stuff. If I don't stay with all the right ones and stay in the same family, I, I'm in trouble. But if I get them all going at the same time, I can, you know, interchange them and all that. So I definitely think that would make uh, a lot of sense if we're in a, at a detail setting and we got one battery that's down and we can interchange it over with another one would, would probably really help. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that. And I mean, you know, when we have our product management meetings and stuff, I, I do my best to, oh, yeah. uh, to talk to the product managers and explain that, but, but the I detailing, can... the detailing industry is so small for you guys, right? I mean, it's, it's an incredibly small part of what you guys do. I, I would tell you it is a small part, but it means a lot to me. It means a lot to flex. Uh, you know, I have conversations with the president of our, our Flex brand, uh, Christian, uh, who will probably watch this uh, when he wakes up tomorrow. Um, you know, but, you know, we, we have direct conversations. You know, we talk about the American market and, uh, and you know, the, the world of Flex cares about the detail market. We do care about uh, this segment of our business. We love this, this segment. It's a specialty segment. And who doesn't like to deal with cars, you know, like we all do? <laughs> Definitely. Ben, what have you seen with uh, solar and uh, do you like the battery part? Do you like, uh, you know, people still plugging into a cord? What's your thought from, um, you know, from what you do at, at Soul Narwhal? Batteries are the biggest uh, expense that, well, like in Chris, it, with anything, power storage, whether you're investing in a generator or batteries, it's the biggest struggle. But it's come a long way. Ben, well, you, Ben, you've been you've been here at our corporate office. You met with Zach, one of our product managers who worked on the solar panels, which is actually public now. You can talk about it. We have solar panels that are coming out for our power station on the Ego system. Uh, how how is that? You know, because I mean, we're talking about you know pulling energy you know from the sun, which is pretty cool, uh, and putting it into the the battery packs. I know it takes a long time to charge that system. Let's be honest, you know, that's that's true. But, um, it, you know, what you're doing with going green, you know, is, is kind of cool. And, and I mean, companies like us with the battery technology we have, these batteries are gonna keep getting longer and longer lasting. There are things I've seen on our roadmap, talking like, you know, three, four years from now, and you guys won't believe the power that will be available inside of a battery. It's amazing. That's cool. Ben, uh, thoughts? It's beyond my scope of what like they can do with technology. But in the past, like, yeah, five, five years ago, what we could do with batteries, what we could do with solar panels, how it's come. Like uh, when I first started, we were working with 100 watt panels. And then now, whenever I first started Narwhal, we were working with 300 watt panels. 
now we're into 500 watt panels at 48, 56 volts. Like it, it just keeps compact. It's like watching, it's like growing up in the nineties and watching computers evolve. But now you get to profit from it instead of just giving the money every year. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have enjoyed using batteries, you know, like I said, I, in, in the garage for, you know, mowing the yard and that stuff. Jackie, I want to ask another question real quick. Um, you know, what are you getting out of uh, life term? Because I haven't, like I said, I mean, I'm only using the batteries. I haven't evolved yet on my polishers to a battery. I'm still using a cord. What, what longevity are you seeing? Um, I mean, like I said, I don't get a chance to really do a lot of, um, polishing, um, today. I mean, the, when I used the flex with the battery today, like, I mean, I didn't have any issues. Um, I swapped out the battery. It seemed to last a long time. I honestly can't say as far as like, I wasn't timing it. Um, I don't, I know that like by the time like the other battery charging was, charged well before the one I was using died and that's like I I, I think I only went through like one and a half like I just went through one and then like had to switch it out and the other one was already done like I don't know it it uh it was I didn't have any issues with like the longevity of the battery or dying on me or anything like that so I mean yeah they it did really good I was really happy with it that's my only uh oh no I had the uh the Rupes Nano. Um, I actually sold that when I got the Pixie. Um, I sold that to another detailer. Um, I liked that one as well, but yeah, um, that one did have like a plug and play attachment. So you could pretty much, instead of using the battery, they had where you could put the cord. Um, but honestly, yeah, using the Flex today didn't have any issues. Like there was no need for a cord whatsoever. All right, Bruno, uh, hey, what, 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 have, what have you seen around uh, in the paint assassins? Are people, are, are you seeing a lot of people move yet to the batteries or are they still staying no. with the cord? A lot of people moving to the batteries. People loving that PXE uh, 80 right now. So, I mean, that that's that's like the machine to have right now if, you, if you're running a three, two, or one inch. So, I mean, that, 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 that tool seems very versatile. So I'm going to get my hands on one soon. All right, Chris, what is that tool? Tell us about that real quick. It's it's the one that Jackie was using today, the PXE80. It's one of our most you know popular items. But I just wanted to comment what Jackie said, which is the way I tell people, don't don't get your head wrapped around, Marty. Don't get your head wrapped around how long does the battery last? Is it do what you're trying to do? And then she took the battery off and put it on the charger. She didn't like wait till the battery died and then and then went over to the charger. So you're used in the, the unit and on the batteries, they tell you there's an indicator that tells you uh, where it is. You don't have to wait until there's no lines left on here to put it on the charger. If, if I'm yeah. doing the headlight, uh, I just finished that headlight, great. I'm gonna clean up the area. I'm gonna go to the next headlight, take the battery off, go over, throw it on the charger, get the fresh one off and then start your next project. Don't wait till it dies. And then, and then, uh, you know, or don't think in the back of your mind. I think a lot of people have that in the back of their mind and they're like, oh, I got to use it until it dies. And then I got to charge it all the way up. Today's technology with lithium is completely different. We do, uh, you know, a lot of testing 
and our batteries are smart. You don't have to use them until they're done. They're dead. The charger itself has an LCD on it. So it always gives you that readout, tells you uh, how long the battery is going to charge. It's only going to charge it as much as it needs to. So it's just, you got to think about that. Don't always think I need it to last 45 minutes and then I'm going to go change my battery. You know, you don't need that. It's Use All right. Uh, where, where this I, might I just be, want to chime in real quick. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This might be a dumb question, but where are we at on leaving batteries on a charger? Is that a thing? Like, right? Is that are we done with that? Does that still ruin batteries, or you know, on well, yours particular? Not with lithium, it won't. It, that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. So yeah. I would tell you, I would tell you on a safety aspect, we would tell you after the battery is fully charged to take it off the charger because it is a safety hazard. Um, I'm just telling you the legal terms, uh, you know, <laughs> but the charger is a smart charger. The charger itself turns itself off. Um, you know, whenever I see my neighbors or something, I'm in their garage and they've got an ego, you know, an ego lawnmower or whatever. I tell them, I'm like, when the battery's charged, just pull it off, man. You don't need to leave it on there. Um, but it, it has the, the technology has evolved and it is still safe. Um, it's, it's not like the old battery chargers. Okay, cool. Bruno, what was your question? Well, it wasn't really a question. Just to, like my experience with battery powered machines, especially like a three inch like that, um, like the 45 minute mark or 40 minute mark, however the battery long, how long it lasts. I mean, that's enough for me to use a three inch. If I'm doing a paint correction, I'm not spending 40 minutes using a three inch machine. It's usually getting, you know, in, in the bumpers around the the uh, license plate, maybe the A and B pillars, maybe C pillars or anything like that. So I think the 45 minute mark for the battery is perfect. All right, cool. Mario, have you got over into the battery side yet or, or how do you operate Think Eco? Uh, I'm just starting, uh, you know, doing polishing and stuff. Uh, I don't have any Flex or Rupes. I have like uh, the, the chemical guys. Uh, Polisher. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute some people just because I'm getting some feedback. Uh, go ahead, say that again. Yeah, I, I I'm not using Flex or or Rupes. Uh, I'm using the the Chemical Guys uh, Dual Action. It's uh, is the regular one. I got the the Adams uh, Corliss uh, polisher, but I I hate it. Is is not as good as the court, uh, the chemical guys. And, All right. Uh, I, so just little feedback, right? We don't have to go too deep into it. But what is it that you say it's not as good as the cord? What is it? What is it doing? Uh, the cord is, I don't know. It's it's easy to to work with. Um, okay. Yeah, and the cordless, even, the battery. Even though that the, the cordless is, is is cordless, and you can work around. Uh, I, I just use it like a I don't know for for different reasons, but uh, you know to to do like a one step uh, uh, work, I just prefer to use the the cord than the cordless. Uh, I just use the cordless for I don't know. Sometimes I have a, a customer and they just go and have a, a, a scratch right here and, and yes i i use the core the cordless uh but uh, other than that i don't really enjoy working in the whole car with the with it 
right. It's as, cool. as comfortable as the other one. I get it. I, I get it. Dustin, what about you and your shop? What do you guys use? No. Asked to you, get, you got two Dustins in here, but I, I'm, yeah. I, hey, I'm not sure if you were talking to me, but uh, I would like to interject. So, oh, uh, I'm Dustin as well. I, you might have been referring to the other one, but uh, so I have a 12 man shop, um, and a road crew that goes out and do you know, does really large boats. And you know, we have a cut, we, we use Rupes. I mean, my whole shop's full of Rupes, um, and it's creature of habits. I started with them a long time ago, uh, they work for us. I would entertain the thought of um looking at flex um under the right circumstance but but for me the practicality of battery powered um doesn't seem like it would work in my shop setting long term with our guys using them i mean we we have big boats big campers um a lot of cars too but you know just you know we we have the the, the small uh, hybrid you know that's battery um, but we end up with the cord attachment hooked to it 90 percent of the time um, it, it, do you see that changing over time where, where more guys are rolling to the battery? The batteries are getting better, obviously, like as technology improves. But do you think that's really practical um, for a shop like mine that's larger that we do? It's not production detailing, but we do a lot of detailing. Um, it's just, a, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff. All right, Chris, before you answer that, let me let me ask a, a little bit more technical of a question. And this okay. isn't anything towards Rupes. It's just what defines the flex battery towards the Rupes battery? What separates the two? We manufacture ours. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. but No, no. Yeah. We, we, we physically manufacture our batteries in our factory. We have complete control over our battery technology. Um, the reason Rupes has not launched a battery-powered product is because it's not – they don't have that technology yet in in their in their factory. I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to be mean. No, or no, yeah. Like, this is open uh, discussion. But, yeah. No what worries. I would tell what I would tell uh, Think Eco. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, uh, but uh, you know his comments about the machines that he's using. They they're they're buying from someone like us that manufactures products. We are a true manufacturer. What I would tell you, and uh, when when our company is developing products, we're developing it specific for an application. A lot of the brands that you see in the detail market or you see at a retail level, uh, those brands are buying uh, a product and putting their name on it to make it a, a retail style product. And a lot of those retail style products are designed to be used once or twice a year, not in a commercial environment. Um, you know, our battery technology, just a typical battery or 18 volt batteries uh, will, will give you over 1200 recycles um, our product managers would probably tell you 1800 recycles. That means every time you put it on a charger. So, so Dustin talking about, you know, your, your, your shop, you have 12 guys. I'll tell you some of the big shops that I've dealt with, um, you know, even the, the auto auction by my house, uh, they're using some cordless units. There's a, there's a need for a cordless unit out there. Maybe not every application you're going to be cordless, but your boats, your RVs, think about not having to yeah. deal getting a generator getting cord out to those areas uh oh absolutely yeah that's, i mean that's exactly when we're out on the road we do 50 foot larger boats on the road um we're you know we're in the marinas uh dragging a cord and a generator around is not exactly practical but running out of battery power isn't either and and when you're on the larger top sides yeah go ahead 
So, so I had a guy, Miles Mullins, uh, some of you guys are friends with him out there on the internet. Yeah. He did, I know. A, he did a train project and he has a ton of our corpus units. And he was telling me that well, I got, I got to mute some people back. Cause we're still getting some, there's a kid or somebody in the background. So I, I'm getting some feedback. Go ahead. So, Go again. So what I was saying was miles Mullins, you know, he had a train project that he was working on. He was just cleaning the outside of that train and they were using our cordless units. And I think he was telling me on an average day, his crew was going through six to seven batteries. And, you know, on certain projects where you're getting paid, what you're getting paid, you, you know, you can buy six or seven extra batteries and, and, and not have to, to charge during your day. I mean, you're not polishing for eight hours straight. I mean, you're stopping. Every time you pull that trigger, it starts the clock. When you let go of it, it stops the clock. That's something you got to think about. So when I talk about 30 to 45 minutes of runtime, that's literally pull the trigger, start the clock, let it go, stop the clock. Um, you know, so think about that. But I think you'll buy one cordless one and you're not going to look back, to be honest with you. I mean, you're, you're going to be investing in more cordless. And as the years go on, uh, by 2025, the stuff I saw is, is nuts. I mean, it's smaller, it's lighter, and it's 10 times more powerful than what we have even today. All right, so Dustin, and I guess Dustin, okay, I was meaning detail bookie Dustin, but Dustin Stanley, I apologize. I guess there are two. Uh, detail Dustin, did that, did that, you, when you think of trying to go do a boat in a big camper, I mean, do you think that you could do it now with a battery? Is that a, uh, is that in your is that in your radar? Uh, yes, absolutely in our radar, and we we considered it. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you guys can see me. Yeah, we considered that. I think uh, what was it? Walt maybe had a couple of them that came out or something, and we considered it um, a, a while back. And matter of fact, demoed some of theirs, and uh, just didn't really work out. I mean, we we would happily uh, entertain the thought of it. Um, I, you know. Rupes is really good to us, and, and this is by no means me kind of come on here and top their business. I, I would be very happy to hear Flex and and, and how they compare, and, and absolutely open minded to to change or to you know including them in our arsenal. Um, but they, they they come out on site and they really do training sessions once a year with us and stuff. But um, battery powered sounds wonderful to me when we're going in these marinas and and um, dealing with these larger boats or uh, larger campers where we're up on. Um, you know, we're up on scaffolds and dragging cords and dragging these, you know, quarter heavier machines around. Um, sounds sounds wonderful to me if they hold up. Um, of course, turn the RPMs that we need and 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 can hold up to that that I mean, because in reality, we are using these machines um probably four or five hours a day. I know they're not running nonstop, but they're really getting used. I mean, we're not just we're not po polishing Miatas, you know what I mean? We're these are 60, 70, 80 foot boats that we're you know, we're putting to the test. Um, so yeah, I mean, but, but again, uh, I mean, you guys are, are definitely making a great case for it and absolutely open-minded to it. And, um, you know, so, uh, okay. for suggestions. Appreciate that. Hey, we need to check in with Nick. If he's here, I see him in and out. Nick, are you, are you in the kitchen? Did you get allowed back? I in? am in the kitchen. All right. I know we're, we're finishing up. It's towards the end, but, uh, Cause we've been in so much talk. Uh, what was on cooking That's with okay. me tonight? I'm doing a meal prep this week. I'm making barbecue chicken sandwiches. So grilled chicken on a bun with avocado, toss in a sauce and American cheese. Plain and simple, but it's. Mm. All right. What mm. sauce do you use? 
I combined Sweet Baby Ray's uh, with some, I forgot where it is. It's Captain Rodney's mango sauce, something. Sweet Baby Ray's is hard to get wrong. Sweet Baby Ray's is hard to get wrong. I got a question for the Flex Homie. So for those of you guys who, who don't know, I see a lot, of, a lot of pages on here. My name's Nate. I am the detail team lead for Tesla in Nashville. Um, we primarily we primarily use Rupes stuff, and we do a lot of one-step correction stuff. Usually whenever we see scratches, you know, sanding marks and stuff like that, we'll grab a one-step Rupes with a yellow or white pad, buff it out real quick, and go on. However, on our buying system, I've seen some flex stuff pop in, and I'm curious about it. So I've got my eyes on it, and when the Rupes dies, it's going to happen at some point. I don't win, but it's going to happen at some point. I've got my eyes on flex a little bit. So if the 38, uh, what is it, 3801, whatever. 3401. 3401, is available. I, I've kind of got my eyes on it. Now, the question is, can it finish down like a, a free-spinning Rupes? You know, typically we have Rupes Mark II with, you know, the white and yellow pads. Can a gear-driven machine like that I know it can correct because it's gear driven. I'm not concerned about that. Can it actually finish down as good as a free finishing machine on something as finicky as Tesla Black? Well, I know there's multiple Tesla locations that are already using uh, our units. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into how they've they've uh, they've gotten there, but uh, you know, we have a lot of relationships with a lot of different chemical companies around the country, and I know that Tesla uses. At you know, this is an area that Tesla needs to improve on. Uh, is is really you know across the country unifying what you guys do because every single Tesla delivery shop is different and it's it's crazy. Absolutely, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. It's wildly different. Every location you go to has a completely different <laughs> way of operation. Um, we're lucky to, to have uh, me and one other guy. We're, we're lucky to have some some experience behind our belts. But yeah, I'm definitely curious about what Flex can offer. Yeah, I mean, I know we, you know, because of our battery technology, uh, the owner of our company does drive a Tesla, uh, and you know, I know that, you know, I, I we we we, uh, we sell a lot of power tools in a lot of different markets, and the batteries that we sell in those markets. Uh, we, we communicate with Tesla direct um, on some That's high cool. level. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. I so, probably know who you're talking to. <laughs> Nick, you, you, might, you might actually carry two flex tools with you, though. They did name one the finisher. Okay. So when you really okay. do want to finish, they do have a tool that they have defined as the finisher. Chris, right. walk, us, walk us through the XFE. Yeah, so you know the, the the finisher is what it is. It it's uh, it's not going to give you know. I, I don't care what you look at, you know, uh, the the Rupes or the the you know the Adams, you know, or you mentioned uh, chemical guys unit on here as well. You know, all those are great free spinning units, but uh, and you, and with a free spinning unit, I would have to say you're probably going to get your highest finish if you spend the time and and stuff like that. But the XFE unit that he's talking about. It is our free spinning 15 millimeter throw unit. Um, and I would tell you, if you're gonna buy a secondary unit, you'll have your, your XC3401, your standard unit, which will get out those heavy defects. And then the finisher, the XFE unit is gonna be your, your highest finish uh, polish. So 
Uh, that's our free spinning 15 millimeter unit. And we have it in cordless and in corded, uh, which is cool. cool. I'm definitely interested in cordless because somebody needs to touch up up front, you know, I don't feel like bringing a car around all the way around to the back just exactly. to grab an extension cord and then wait for, you know, this three foot cord on my, on, you know, whatever polisher I'm using, whether it's the DeWalt rotary or the Rupes, I don't feel like that cord, I'll just grab the, the cordless and go run out there and take care of it. That's what I, that's the way I sell our, our cordless units at dealerships. You know, Paul's shaking his head, you know, dealership work, you know, <laughs> how many times has that car gone out to the front? The used car salesman says, what the hell is this on the, the hood? You know, I can't, oh. I gotta be here in an hour. Well, the detail bay is already full. So have that detail guy take a cordless bag, walk that's out my life. And, and be able to touch it up right on site. That's my life. Yep. <laughs> All right, I it's been a great pub. Oh, you got a question? I just wanted to add about the finishing down. Um, I do a uh, retail and detail work. I mean retail and commercial work. So I go to one of my clients is a Porsche dealership, which has super soft black paint, just like the Tesla paint. And my VRG actually just had to be repaired, so it's in my office here, and I need to repair it. I use my large throw. And it didn't finish down as well as this did. And that's soft black paint from Porsche. If any detailers worked on it, they understand. So it finishes down very, very nice. What's the date code on it? Look at your, uh, so on your unit, how old is oh, it? This is, this is a VRG. It's not anything yeah, so, new. Um, but but I bought it a little over a year ago. code right here and it's going to tell you a date. It'll say, I love to ask people because I've, I've heard like, you know, 2014, you know, like, I've never done anything with the tool forever, you know. <laughs> There's a date. One at the bottom. Yeah, it'll be like a couple numbers, and you'll have like a month and a year. Seven twenty eighteen. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So it's and I think years. it's just it's just the switch. I think so. So I, I'm not gonna get dive into this, Marty, but a switch. <laughs> Make sure you're using twelve gauge, no more than fifty foot. That's what causes those switches to go bad. Because that 3401 is pulling 18 amps of power when you're really using the tool. So make sure your, your extension cords are 12 gauge, no more than 50 foot. That's my, that's my education for the night. Well, that, that's been a thing though, right? Didn't, didn't you, did, did you guys come out with a power cord? Is that a thing? We, right? we, had a, we, we had a power cord for a short period of time. And to be honest with you, we came out with that power cord not to make money on it, but literally to educate the market. Uh, you know, and, and I think even Lake Country Power Tools, uh, Eichelberg, Bob Eichelberg took that that over there and uh, they're now selling a, a Lake Country uh, extension cord. But the bottom line, 12 gauge, no more than 50 foot. That's what you need. Yeah, uh, Bob and Lake Country will be on next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll have to join. I'll yeah. Have to join. Well, you know, preferably not. I mean, yeah. You, oh, you, you can watch you can watch how about that <laughs> uh and then we will have uh rupez on and then max shine is coming on so uh it'll be a good diverse group over the next uh three weeks diving through the different polishers so thanks nice. for uh, starting it off for us uh well done uh great turnout everybody thanks for hopping on derek uh it is time it is time for the tab out question and if you don't have one, I do. Uh, uh, Brandon actually sent me one. Okay, cool. 
Mine so was going to have... be mine was going to be Chris said earlier some some things are small in your hand and they're just easy to use. I was going to ask you know what comes to your mind. That's what I was. Gonna... <laughs> oh, I mean I, the, this one I think that's I a pretty good one right there, Dad. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, you know, I can save my I can save mine for next week if you want. No, no, go ahead. All right, so uh, this one's a little interactive. So I'm gonna need everyone to um, imagine in your mind, real quick, your favorite. You're in the grocery store and you got your favorite candy bar, and you're like, you know, you walk up, you're paying for your groceries, and you go, "I'm gonna grab you one of those." Everyone got one? Okay. No, you lost. So you're me. Say that again. Oh. I'm at so the grocery you, store. Yeah, you have to be at the grocery store. I need you to imagine your favorite candy bar. Something that you're like, someone hands you this thing and you're like, oh man, you just got to open it up. You start eating. You don't even wait till you get to the car. Okay. What's your favorite candy bar? Oh, no, no. Hold on. Is that, I just need everyone to get that in their mind real quick. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're out detailing a car, vacuuming the thing out, and under the seat, you find an unopened candy bar. Now it's unopened. Brand new, you know, you actually don't know how old it is, but it's unopened, never been touched. Are you eating it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now you huh? can tell you can tell how old it is if that chocolate's turned a little white, right? If it if it started to change a little color, that means it's set out too long. That's been, but if it hasn't, you can eat that all day. All right, so this is a tab out question. This is what we do. We ask random weird questions. It's the end of the night. You're drunk at a bar. Sometimes weird questions come out. All right, I'll go around. We'll do it real quick. Chris, are you eating a candy bar? I think it's a trap. I think the owner of the car is wanting to know if I'm going to call it out. I think it's a trap. So that was a no? I'm putting it in a Ziploc baggie. I'm putting it in the... <laughs> yes. All right, Paul. Let's add this. Let's add this. What's your what candy bar is it, Chris? What favorite candy bar? I'm I'm a Butterfinger. Butterfinger. All, All right, Paul. Favorite favorite candy bar, and are you eating that candy bar? Oh wait, we gotta unmute. Yeah, we'll have to. Every everybody will have to unmute when we get hey, to. Hey, am I am I can? Yeah, I don't eat candy. Paul says, "Fuck you, Derek." He ain't eating that candy bar. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. I, when you do a whole bunch of this, I don't need candy. So. Don't need candy. All right, Shawshank. I'm mobile, so there's days I don't get to eat most of the day. So yeah, I'm eating that candy bar, and especially if it's my favorite candy bar, bar which is a zero. All right, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go to Julian, then I'm gonna hit mute because I say, I hear some wind. So Julian, favorite candy bar, and if you find it under seat, are you eating it? Hershey's bar. It's got to be uh, with almonds for me. Mm. I'm gonna find it under the seat. It better be wrapped up. It's wrapped up. Or are you eating it? Yes, I am eating it if it's wrapped up. <laughs> All right, I like it. All right, let's go to Nick. <laughs> so I'm not eating it immediately, but I am asking. Do you want this bar? If they say yes, I'm offering market price for it. If they say no, I want that bar anyway, I'm offering a dollar more. Market Nick, price. Nick, it's a trade hold, hold on. Nick, market price. Yeah, hold on. 
Nick, it's a trade-in car, right? <laughs> the, the, the car manager doesn't care. He doesn't want it, right? The customer's gone. So it's under the if seat. Is, okay. If I'm not like on a job, like mobile somewhere, if this is the car that just comes in and there's an almond Snickers under the, like the driver's seat, it's old. <laughs> it might be a little faded, but it's intact. And that, that customer's out of the question because they traded in that car. Are you Bet I'm eating that right there on the spot. <laughs> oh yeah, that a boy. No! Dustin, what about you, Stanley? Dustin Stanley. Uh, you know what, man? For me, it is a uh, Hershey's cookies and cream. Oh. And, uh, I'm gonna go with yes, and let me tell you, let me tell you why. Um, so this month was my birthday. Early Happy this birthday. month, I bought a 36. 36- Hershey's cookies and cream off of Amazon, and I ate them all, dude. <laughs> oh God! Yes. I am I, I am sticking that sucker in my truck while I'm out on a job, and as soon as I'm done with that vehicle, I'm, I'm eating it. That that's all. Do it. Yeah. yeah, because Derek, let's say this is uh this is just right after Halloween. I mean, it's some little small piece of candy. The kid just kicked it under there. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. Busting chops over a little candy bar. Come on. <laughs> uh, what uh, What are you going to eat, Derek? Are you eating it or not eating it? Mm, I actually had this happen a few times, believe oh. it or not, where I've I've uh, I found candy and then like I did need it at first. And then the customer is like, oh, you, you could have had it. And it was just like a chocolate bar. And I was like, no, but if it was a Reese's. I would I would just eat it like I I, I love me Reese's every year I get like a little uh, Easter egg like they have the egg Reese's I don't know what's it well, I don't know what's so different about them but they're all Reese's but the egg one just tastes better I don't know what it is but they're I don't know. all right so it's Reese's or Reese's I'm a Reese's I say Reese's but I say it both like Reese's milk and milk or Reese's it's right. Reese's and Reese's only get it right. No, no, there's plenty of people that he called it's it Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. They can they can die. They can get cancer and die. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Disgusting, right? Nick. What? Sheesh. Bye, Derek. Sometimes I'm a Reese's or a Reese's. Pass me a Reese's. It depends on how you're pointing at it. And then that's how you say it. It's like me and people say milk and, and milk. I like it. I like it. All right, Ben. What candy bar, and are you going to eat it? Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're muted. You're muted. Nope, you're still muted. Oh, there, there he goes. There you go. Did I do it? There he goes. Like an adult? Yeah. No, I detailed in Florida. You don't eat shit that comes out of those cars. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, no. I don't care if it's sealed. <laughs> All right, I like it. Uh, Dustin, detail boogie. So I am a candy connoisseur at my office. I'm known to like hawk over all the candy bowls. Um, I'm more of sour, hard candy. But uh, I'm going to have to go like the last guy. We're too close to Florida. You don't eat anything (laughs) under the seats, man. South Alabama, you don't touch it. I don't care. Uh, favorite candy bar, Snickers, or, or uh, Hershey's Cookies and Cream, but absolutely hard no, definitely not going to eat it from under the seat. <laughs> what part of South not Alabama? Not happening. Uh, what part of South Alabama? 
uh, Mo Mobile, uh, right here on the Gulf Coast. Oh shit! We just drove through there. We'll have to stop by. I'll oh, hit you absolutely. Up when we're you heading back to Texas. Yeah, easy in. Look us up right here in Saraland, right off the interstate. Uh, come by. I'd love for you to check out our shop and see our operation. Ben, I'll connect you guys on IG. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What would I do Thank without you, you Marty? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but leave those candy bars alone, guys. That's disgusting. Leave them alone. <laughs> All right. Brandon uh, from South Carolina. Got a little bit further east and north. What are you doing? Are you grabbing that candy bar and uh, putting it in your pocket for later, or are you just chomping it down right then? Utah, yeah, I ate it right then. Yeah, that's what I thought. Middle of the detail. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> pass it up. <laughs> All right, what candy bar? Kit Kat. Ooh. Yeah, I still I still had an hour left, and it was lunchtime. I was hungry, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the chocolate was okay. It hadn't turned white yet. Uh, it was still good. All right, yeah, good to go. All right, Mario. I'm with Brandon. I love Kit Kats too, and mm. uh, I've been in that situation so many times. Uh, with customers with uh, bags, uh, you know, for Halloween and full of Kit Kats and so many other stuff. But no, I, I will never touch anything from the customer. Uh -huh. Jackie? Um, yeah, so I detail in Florida as well. And I'm thinking that uh, <laughs> when I'm going to find that, that candy bar, it's just going to be a complete mess. Um, so I don't know about all that. I'm getting some food. Um, oh. All right. You're in Florida and what? Oh, um, saying that like if I find a candy bar under the seat, it's most likely liquid, liquefied from the oh. heat. So um, oh. probably not. Um, if it was, you know, intact and actually whole, um, I gotta say, I still wouldn't do it. Like, I just like a policy that I just like, don't touch anything on my customer's car. I don't care what it is. Like I put it in the front seat, whatever I find, I put it in the front seat, I make a little pile, put it in a bag, whatever it is. And I just don't touch anything. I might ask them if I can have it though. I know a lot, like a lot of my clients are friends. So I might be like, Hey, kind of hungry. Can I have this? <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah I, i'm with like if it's a full like adult size candy bar no that's why i was mm -hmm. saying hey if it's halloween time and some uh, kid kicks some little little, little one little fun yeah, size. some little thing another the yeah. chair yeah i mean they, fuck yeah i'm gonna eat that but yeah i mean if it's a full size i'm with you yeah all right ariel uh so glad to see you back on it's been a bit uh you transitioned from one side of Canada over to the other. Um, we are closing on the, uh, the night for tonight, but would love to hear if you found a candy bar underneath the chair of a customer's car, would you eat it? And if you would, what candy bar would it be? No, I would not eat it. I don't, I'm just gonna flat out I no, I don't think so. I'm with Jackie on that. Um, yeah, I don't know the integrity thing. And I think it like the customers see that too, like, oh, it's a dinky little chocolate bar. Like, what? But maybe a Reese, maybe a Reese. Uh, is that Reese's pieces or is that a Reese's peanut cup bar? A uh, peanut cup bar. Yes. Mm. That's the only way to do it. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only way. 
Uh oh. Mario, don't you tell me you got Reese's Pieces in your I mouth. mean, that is my... I that's knew it. Ah! My, <laughs> my road trip snack is Reese's Pieces, no doubt. It, if I'm on the road, I'm a Reese's Pieces junkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, Sam, are you still there? I know uh, you're getting your hair worked on a little bit. Hey! All right, Sam, uh, it, are you fine? Uh, you're Florida too, so you're probably not eating any candy bars underneath. <laughs> you're out, you're out. No, I'm not having it. Not just that. I mean, everything is melted and I deal with some pretty gross stuff, so absolutely not. <laughs> All right, show, show off your hair. I just had a break. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's your favorite candy bar though? Ferrero uh, Rocher. So it melts easily for a rocher. It melts pretty easily. So I wouldn't be eating if I found it in a car. <laughs> yeah. Great question, Brandon. If anybody else has tab out questions they want Derek to ask, shoot them over to Derek. He'd be happy to ask him. And uh, Chris, man, thanks so much for your time. Really, I got some messages already. A lot of guys getting great information. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing, uh, talking through your different tools and what you guys are doing, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, I really appreciate it, Marty, for having us on here. I just reiterate at the end here, go to flexpowertools.com. If you haven't gone there yet, enter your email address. We're giving a free F-150 away full of flex tools. Uh, all you have to do is sign up. Um, April 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific is going to be the real announcement. You'll see a lot of the actual power tools being used directly against uh, competitive products in the market. And it shows how that Flex is a premium brand. Uh, I'd reiterate to anybody that uses Flex out there, as people have chatter out on the social media market, tell them what you use. Tell them uh, what you like about our Flex products and the quality of our tools. Um, and I, I appreciate being here. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Uh, enjoy your week. And um, we'll uh, have some community. <laughs> Hell yeah. Enjoy your week. Thank you all. Good to see everybody. Bye, everyone. See ya. Okay. Episode is over. If you got any value from it, leave us a review, share the episode, and find us on TikTok. It would mean the world to me. Thank you.